Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. this follow-up real sure. quickly yeah so we we're talking about how many people are in jail on drug offenses in 2000 it was 22 uh, percent and last year it was f- almost 46 percent so that's something or that's that's wild that's crazy the 2000s seen a skyrocketing rate of inmates uh, in there for drugs well, well we can debate that someday so horrifying killing we know all about New Zealand. These things happen, unfortunately, and we have the same arguments over and over again. But the social media aspect of it is new. Uh, some smart thinkers seem to think this might be uh, a sea change in how this whole thing works, how people go about it. Um, obviously, the way for scumbags to get together online has changed with the Internet. Right, right. Craig Timberg, national technology reporter for The Washington Post, is covering one aspect of the high-tech nightmare that, that is emerging, and that's the uh, the struggles to take down the videos, among other things. Hello, Craig. How are you, sir? 
Hi, I, I see you, you uh, segue right out of scumbag to me. Well, you know, I was going to say, it's always uh, fun to talk, Craig. I'm sorry it's such a dark topic today, but I want to get the facts nailed down here. So did he, he walked into the mosque with a GoPro on his head, Facebook living? Yeah. Okay. Right. And, and how long did that, did he, did he Facebook live the whole thing? I, I don't it lasted 30 it minutes, only- I read. Yeah, it was only one of two of the, you know, he attacked two mosques. It was only one of two of them. I believe the the clip that got shared quite a bit was 17 minutes long. Wow. Um, and That's so, a long time. You know, the, look, everything about this story is troubling. So the, the alleged shooter is um, talking on 8chan, which is an anonymous kind of no-holds-barred message board that has lots of racist and such on it. Um, before the attack... And then they're kind of waiting for the attack. And then as soon as the attack happens, they're grabbing the video and sharing it kind of all over the place. And the amazing so thing So was he working? Story, I just want to make sure I understand yeah. it. Was he working with them? Like they knew he was going to do this? And He was talking about violence. Uh, I don't know if he was describing exactly what he was going to do, but he was, yeah, there was talk about doing violent things. So I'm going to do something course. violent. I'm going to I'm going to yeah. video it and then you guys get it out there. Yeah, essentially, yeah. And so there the people on that on that chat room are kind of waiting for something to happen, waiting for news reports to to arrive. And then uh once the video is up, you know, Facebook is actually able to to identify and you know block the main video, you know, fairly quickly in less than an hour. But then People all over the internet are grabbing it and they're posting it to YouTube and all sorts of other online sites, and they're posting it so fast and they're altering it in ways that kind of um, make it difficult for the computers to detect it. That YouTube essentially breaks. Like YouTube is unable to stop the spread of this thing, and Facebook wow. is unable to stop the spread of this thing. So we're talking like, you know, YouTube is owned by Google. So we're talking about two of the richest, most technologically advanced companies in the world are essentially overpowered and outsmarted by a bunch of humans who wanted to get this video out there. Well, well right. And so you said, and I've, I've, I've read this, that YouTube, you know, it took down a million videos, one and a half million videos in 24 hours. You said Facebook did. Facebook, Facebook did. did. I'm sorry. Yeah. Facebook did. And, uh, and you said they had it down within an hour. Okay, well, that's good. But do I understand correctly that the New Zealand police had to get a hold of Facebook and say, hey, look, this is going on to get it to stop? Um, so Shouldn't the, their I mean, algorithms catch a live, live murders? Uh, yes, they should, um, but they didn't. And uh, so I feel like for me, the real takeaway from the story is is, is twofold. One, um, the computers are just not good enough yet. So our idea that artificial intelligence can scour every video in the world in real time and identify stuff. Turns out that they're not that good yet. Well, God, it's not and even close. Obviously, not even. I agree with not even close to good enough yet. And then, secondly, um, nobody's hired enough human moderators to deal with the problem on this scale. YouTube actually turned off its program of having new human moderators review um, video that had been flagged by their computers because the human mo- the human moderators were too slow. By which I think you you could conclude they didn't have enough of them. So both the computers and the human side of this from the tech companies failed uh, and wow. failed spectacularly. God, I'd say. Yeah. <clears throat> I, okay, here's a, 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 call it a devil's advocate question, tangential, whatever. Craig Timberger, the Washington Post is online. Um, 
if it, it, it's it would obviously be better if something this horrific, distasteful, insensitive to the victims, etc., was not going around. But it what's other than it being horrifically distasteful? Um, I've seen lots of people die on the internet. Um, what's I mean, is it such a big problem that these companies have to have staff and or technology to uh, intercept this once in a very, very long time sort of horror? It won't be once in a If you can broadcast live murders, it will happen a thousand times a day around the world. So you think the fame seeking we talk about all the time, it it, it will explode. Now, maybe it would happen so often that you wouldn't get much attention and then it would eventually go away. But. I just think it would happen nonstop if people thought, oh, my God, I'm going to be live on Facebook to everybody. Oh. So, so let me let me add another even more troubling aspect to this. <laughs> so this wasn't just, you know, 49 people being shot and killed. This was, you know, this was a hate crime. This was about someone who hated Muslims killing Muslims. So there's an ideological component to what he did, but also to the way it was broadcast and spread. So what you what you essentially have is a propaganda video that spreads the idea of of hating Muslims and and using murder to express that hate. And so that idea gets carried in the wind as you know as a, as a man stomps through a mosque and shoots and kills people. So it's not just the horror of seeing people shot right. and killed. That's a good point. The Ironically, idea is, the idea is is, is is inherent to it. Right, very similar to the uh, the horrifying ISIS videos, ironically enough. Yeah, good point. Yep. Yeah. So, boy. Wow. And- so, yeah, well, Jack and I, Craig, have spent a lot of time talking about how everyone in the media, in our opinion, is, uh, is involved in, in making more of these shootings because they make these guys into world-famous characters. Their grievances are aired. Their their manifestos are read. Cool shots of them holding guns are posted worldwide. We think it's absolutely terrible. But, yeah, I get it now. This would be like a super hyper version of that. Oh, my God. As you become an action hero in your own yeah. uh, movie of hate. It's right. disgusting. We're, 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 but, but we're journalists, right? What we do is we tell you important things. And so if if somebody shooting and killing 49 people and broadcasting the internet does not sound important to you, <laughs> I think you should just turn off. You should walk away from news reporting altogether because it's, it's as newsy a story as, as you can imagine. I mean, one could argue that World War II was horrific. We shouldn't have been you know, giving all that attention to Hitler. On the other hand, if you ignore terrible things, they don't tend to go away. It is much more likely the case, I believe, that when you when you focus on terrible things, the world and the better people in the world attempt to remedy those things. And that's our function is to bring that spotlight. Right. So I would I argue there's a... all that we're sort of like complicit, like we're not making movies here. You know, we're not, you know, we're, we're telling people what's going on. That's our job. Right. But the, I think it's very different the way the Washington Post would cover it than, say, CNN might. But anyway, well, I'm not going to criticize CNN, but I, I, look, I, th- I, I, I look, I just think that you it's not reasonable to think like when all, I sometimes hear, oh, well, you gave too much attention to Trump. And I say, well, he was the Republican nominee for president. Right? <laughs> He's now the president. Right? It's our job to cover those people. That's what we do. Well, well since we're off on this topic, I mean, we, we've yeah. talked to mental health experts. Everybody yeah. agrees. Making folk heroes out of these shooters creates more of them. So we can cover the issue of shootings, but we don't have to make them into cool guys. And and I'll mention it, you won't c- complain, but the New York Post had a picture of this guy looking cool in a leather jacket on Friday morning. Now, if that doesn't make... that, It's like Beto O'Rourke 
hiring Annie Leibovitz to do his photos for him. They came up with the coolest picture you can find of the guy, and you put it out there and and, and get little snippets from his um, manifesto to make him look cool. That is creating more death. So, so I didn't I didn't see that image, um, but I will tell you. I think the problem here is is the social media, right? The problem is that anybody anywhere in the world can post anything and nobody can stop them, at least not in real time. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, the, yeah. the problem of, of news organizations covering murder and mayhem is, is you know, if you, if, you, if you regard that as a problem, it certainly is an old one. But what happened Friday is a new problem. Yep, right? right, it like, is. Like, yeah. You know, and, and I, I just think that we all need to, like, ask ourselves, like, what, what is the world supposed to do about this? What are the companies supposed to do about this? What, are, what is our government supposed to do about this? What should users of these services be doing about this? Because, man, this is, this is worse than you, you and I – have had some hard conversations about some unpleasant things over the past few years, but man, this is a new level for me. I'm really, um, I'm hard to shock and I am shocked by what happened on Friday. Well, and generally speaking, I have had faith in cultures and people and and governments and and whomever uh, to adjust to these things. And like, you know, my kid was the first person I ever heard say haters going to hate. As I was talking about various hate email, and he was better at ignoring the noise of yeah. social media than I do. My my worry, though, and I think it, uh, most people share it, is that the pace of change is so incredibly rapid at this point that I'm not sure technology and cultures uh, are going to be able to change fast enough to not have this turn into what you guys were suggesting, which is... Or, or, or they're going to change in ways that we don't want it to change. Right. Cures that are worse than the disease. Well, this is a cheery conversation. Uh, <laughs> Craig Timberg, National Technology uh, Reporter for the Washington Post. Craig, it's always stimulating. Thanks very much. Yeah, next time let's talk about something happier. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Well done, though. Okay. I've got a couple more really interesting uh, angles on this that should be discussed, including one that's very touchy for us. Michael, I'm waving my arm like a crazy person. Um, I uh, have more insulting things to say about Beto. <laughs> It's Beto. Eh. I'll call him whatever I want. He's you know, nobody. Hannity calls him Bozo. <laughs> that's that's Francis Bozo or Oh, now. That's dismissive. <laughs> Some could say that. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. How's the world going to deal with this new thing? 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Armstrong and Getty Show. I've been eating good for an entire week. Very proud of myself. Wonder how long it'll last. Well done. You know, it's funny. I don't even have the, I don't even have the um, fanciful notion that it will continue. Guess I'm just grown up enough or old enough or whatever to realize that's just not going to happen. I was thinking the other it's day. Realism. I was thinking the other day. How many people have I known who've lost weight and kept it off? Personally, you. I've known one. It takes a tremendous amount of work. I've known one in my whole life, mm. personally. And then of celebrities, I can think of three or four. And because, um, you know, all the research shows that that's the problem, right? Even Almost all of us can lose weight, but keeping it off very, very, very Your rare. brain resets itself. It tells itself you should be this weight. I'm thinking of people I've known that, that, that kept off weight. And three of the four... Did Al Sharpton have any health scare, or did he just lose weight? I don't recall. 
But I'm not that into following his life. Bill <laughs> Clinton, Larry King, and David Letterman are the only people I can think of that lost a bunch of weight and kept it off, and they all three had heart attacks, mm-hmm. like life scares. Yeah. I don't have a life scare going, so I think I'll be back on the pie before I know it. Back on the pie! Michael, scream at Mr. Armstrong as he walks out of the studio. Give him a good scare. <laughs> not a life scare, but a scare. So, boy, there's a lot of angles to this this mass shooting, and it's not the usual angles that one in New Zealand. Gun control. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about... Did Trump cause this? Got a little on that later, but it's just... Do you want to talk about how no news anchor knows the difference between an automatic and semi-automatic weapon? Anyway, this uh, article in the New York Times struck me a mass murder of and for the Internet. Before entering a mosque in New Zealand, the site of one of the deadliest mass murders in the country's history, a gunman paused to endorse a YouTube star in a video that appeared to capture the shooting. So while he's live streaming this on Facebook with his GoPro, he stops and says, this is before he's about to murder 50 people. God, and I haven't even heard how many people were horribly injured. Dozens. Have to be a lot. Yeah. Remember, lad, subscribe to PewDiePie. PewDiePie, yeah. PewDiePie. Yeah. To an untrained eye, this would have seemed like a bizarre detour. But the people watching the video stream recognized it as something entirely different, a meme. Like many of the things done before the attack on Friday, like the posting of a 74-page manifesto that named a specific internet figure, the PewDiePie endorsement serves two purposes. For followers of the killer's video stream, it was kind of a satirical Easter egg. Subscribe to PewDiePie, which began as a grassroots online attempt to keep the popular YouTube entertainer from being dethroned as the site's most followed account. I remember we talked about that. Mm -hmm. Has morphed into a kind of all-purpose cultural bat signal for the young and internet-absorbed. For everyone else, it was a booby trap, a joke designed to ensnare unsuspecting people and members of the media into taking it too literally. The goal, if there was one, may have been to pull a popular internet figure into a fractious blame game and inflame political tensions everywhere. Right, which reminds me of the the whole Pepe the Frog stupidity. Um, That a, a lot of times that's thrown into various things just to get you to talk about it, just to manipulate you. It's trolling. It's not like... It's, well, it's not what it's claimed to be. I don't want to get into that tangent, but and and it's probably worth noting that uh, the PewDiePie dude himself said, "Sweet mother of God, none of this has anything to do with me." And, well, of course, and it's horrific. So. The details that have merged are horrifying, but a surprising thing about it is how unmistakably online the violence was, and how aware the shooter on the video stream appears to have been about how his act would be viewed and interpreted by distinct internet subcultures. In some ways, it felt like a first. An internet-native mass shooting, conceived and produced entirely within the irony-soaked discourse of modern extremism. The attack was teased on Twitter, announced on the online message board 8chan, and broadcast live on Facebook. The footage was then replayed endlessly on YouTube, Twitter, and Reddit as the platform scrambled to take down the clips nearly as fast as new copies point uh, popped up. So he worked all those different angles... Even the language used to describe the attack before the fact framed it as an act of Internet activism. In a post on 8chan, the shooting was referred to as a real-life effort post. An image was titled, Screw Your Optics, a reference to a line posted by uh, a man from the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting and later became a kind of catchphrase among neo-Nazis. 
But he had all kinds of signals to all kinds of different groups Mm -hmm. that live in that world of uh, hate and the Internet. Right. It reminds me of when people talked about the sophistication of the Obama campaign's uh, Internet strategy, how groundbreaking that was and integrated in the rest of it. Now this? Now this. I hope, I hope, but I fear it's the sort of thing to come. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, President Trump is Twitter bombing both GM and the unions, and researchers have used gene therapy to help blind mice see again. Stories coming up. Wow. Three blind mice. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. We've got the article I was just talking about at our website, the first mass shooting that is of, by, and for the Internet. I think that's what it's called from the New York Times. But it's pretty exhaustive and really interesting how many different layers of the online world, Internet, and social media platforms and hate and everything are involved. One other part in here I I thought was I don't like the modern world. No. Can I just go ahead and weigh in right there? It's gruesome and complicated. I'd like to reject it. Well, it's a lot like the ancient world. 1989. Things were really good in 89. Pre-internet. Yeah. People used to conceive of... We had answering machines. <laughs> yes. yes. So Post, you wouldn't miss a call. Post not having answering machines. Right, but, but pre-internet. pre-internet. Yeah. Perfect. That was Sweet the spot. Per- that was the best time to be alive. Mm. Um, people used to conceive of online extremism as a distinct form of extremis- extremism that took form in the physical world. If anything, the racism and bigotry on the internet felt a little less dangerous than an actual Klan march or skinhead rally. Now, online extremism is just regular extremism on steroids. There's no offline equivalent of the experience of being algorithmically, through algorithms, nudged toward a more strident version of your existing beliefs. And it gets into the complicated notion of algorithms and how if you even dabble in some of these thoughts... The way all this social media works is it will lead you toward it oh, bit by bit. That's worth reading. Feeding you the information to take you down the path. Automatically, a computer does it. Not some guy who stops you on the street and says, uh, you know, want to talk about the Jews or whatever. Well, the most powerful corporations on earth do it. Yeah, and, and, and Zuckerberg invented it. Right. And him and others. Whoops. But now it's being used for this sort of thing. How out of the Bible or a fable or whatever is that? We've we've invented the, the uh, tool of our own destruction. People thought it was atomic weaponry, and hey, stay tuned. It may stay it still may be, um, but yeah, Boy, this, is, this is very dark. It's very doomy. We need sure, to move on. Interesting Oy. news now with Marshall Phillips. Now, President Trump really wants General Motors to start talks sooner than later with the United Automobile Workers over a closed plant in Ohio. Using his mighty Twitter platform this morning, Trump thundered General Motors and the UAW are going to start talks in September, October. Why wait? Start them now. I want jobs to stay in the USA, and I want Lordsburg in one of the best economies in our history opened or sold to a company who will open it up fast. I didn't follow this story. Why did GM close that plant, or they're going to close that plant? 
they are going to make uh, di- uh, different cars in other plants in other countries. They're, uh, basically, is that the cruise plant? Was that the cruise uh, model plant? It might be. It's a, yeah. Well, it's the old story. They can manufacture what they need to manufacture right. cheaper elsewhere. Right. Trump going on to tweet, We now have the best economy in the world, the envy of all. Get that big, beautiful plant in Ohio open now. Close a plant in China or Mexico where you invested so heavily pre-Trump, but not in the USA. Bring and then jobs home. And then you're going to compete against people who are building cars cheaper? Because they're just going with, with what's the best way to build a, an expensive car? Yeah. I you mean, will lose then. You can put the brakes on it to uh, cite it. An appropriate We're metaphor, talking about cars, and you said put the brakes. Correct, in. yes. Uh, well, but you can't throw it in something. reverse, Jack. I say hit the gas. Shut up. Um. So listen. <laughs> now it's just embarrassing. Yeah. I knew just just enough. Yes. I knew how to just put. Yeah. Hey, uh, related story. Uh, I, they're a big campaign to pass. Uh, and and uh, what's her name? Uh, Blatrinka Trump. Yeah, the cute one. Ivanka. Right. Ivanka, that's her yeah. Name. Yeah. The daughter. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, pushing hard for. Uh, 12 weeks a year, I think? Family leave. Yeah. Mandated family leave. Your your uh, boss has to let you out for three months. If, you know, and listen, it's not funny, but birth of a child, sick parent, you know, whatever. And listen, it all sounds so good, but uh, in the, the GM story reminded me of this. If you do that, you will make it much, much more expensive to hire somebody. In particular, women. You have just made it prohibitively expensive to hire women. Well, and and even if you did hire women, productivity is going to go down. Oh, no, 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 no. But we'll put in all sorts of rules and regulations that will force employers to go ahead and hire women anyway. And that's how so then you're, your you're European Europe. ideals turn you into, a, a, right, a European-style choked, moribund economy. Some things sound good, but you realize when you're a grown-up, you just can't have them. Boy, I'll tell you, the Midwest getting swamped with rain. Nebraska, Iowa, Wisconsin hit by a bomb cyclone storm that roared through much of the Midwest, combined and, and, with the spring snowmelt on Sunday. Well, yeah, it just it was this incredibly fast melting yep. of a huge amount of snow, and it just blew out all the infrastructure. It's amazing. Yeah, hundreds of people had to be evacuated, and forecasters warning more rain is on the way tomorrow. You got hundreds of towns yep. affected by flooding. Yep. Uh, it's just astounding. We got a, uh, a text from somebody who said they saw that video, and he said, everybody I know saw it. Mm. So it, it was out there or is still out there. Oh, my God, that's rough. Anyway, back to you, Marshall. All right, we got a team of UC Berkeley scientists that may be on track to curing blindness. The San Francisco Chronicle reporting the team used a breakthrough gene therapy to help blind mice gain their sight back. See how they run. A therapy. See how they run. A therapy that could eventually be used to help cure blindness in humans. A month after the team injected a gene for a green light receptor into the eyes of the mice, they showed signs of getting their sight back. They were able to navigate around obstacles nearly as easily as mice without any vision problems. What about reattaching their tails? Uh, After attack from, say, a farmer's wife? You know, this is an amazing story, and I keep bringing it back to the silly children's nursery room. Uh, this would be incredible. Yep. Obviously, this would just be incredible. Is anybody else struck by the incredible miracles wrought by the modern world and the unspeakable horrors simultaneously? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what the what? 
and a research team thinks that within three years, this treatment could be used in humans. Awesome. Within three years? Yes. Wait a minute now. Yes. And lastly, one of the greats, the king of the surf guitar is gone. <laughs> Dale passing away at age 81. I and John Travolta both danced to this man's music. <laughs> Big Dale playing Miser Lou. Let's go tripping back in the day at the halls and stadiums everywhere. Quentin Tarantino selected Dale's Miser Lou as the theme song for Pulp Fiction. Did you say let's go tripping? That sounds like drug talk. Let's go tripping. Yeah. Uh, it was pre-drug top. I think they're probably just talking about traveling around the country. You know? And unlike those fraudulent beach boys, Dick Dale actually was a surfer. Indeed he was. Mm. That's your news. The beach boys were not surfers? Only one of them was. Dennis, I believe, yeah. the drummer. That's good knowledge right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're talking to an old oldie, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now here's those boys on the beach with their smash hits surfing UFC, which was only yeah, fine. So the Beach Boys were a fraud, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fakers. Absolutely. That hurts. You go to your local <laughs> county fair to see them these days, they're still a fraud. That's your, still playing. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Thank you, Squawky. Squawky the Eagle. The American Eagle. The bald eagle. Symbol of our, our freedom. We keep them chained. Seriously, do we have it? Is anybody putting together a pool around here? I feel like we don't have the sort of person... That puts together an office pool here anymore. Fun people? No. No, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) You're correct. (laughs) When does the uh, tournament begin? The 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 madness of March. Right. Very Uh, soon. Any minute now. I think there's those stupid playing games start tomorrow. The real thing starts on Thursday. Hmm? I'm going to put a lot of money in. I'm going to bet heavily. Good luck. I'm actually rooting for Virginia. As I just read yesterday, they're a, or they're, I think they're a one seed, that they uh, they actually uh, do a really good job of recruiting people that are going to stay the whole four years and get an education. Oh, is that right? And they're actually got a shot at winning it. So oh, that'd be cool. interesting. Huh. your Cavaliers. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Positive Sean's got to do his mascot playoff. Uh, always amusing. We will He'll have do that. that tomorrow. We will have that tomorrow. So you can make your picks. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, that label man said, son, now can you sing a little bit more clear? Said you both might be to country next to what they've been. You know, a lot of texts about the um, internet and the spread of hate and uh, has a new thing happened. I don't know. I just don't have the heart to go on with it right now. Maybe it's later. Very, maybe, very heavy. Maybe a different day. It is heavy, but I think it's coming, like it or not. I think it's a, a conversation we're going to be having. I doubt that's the last time mm. that occurs. Mm. My wife just texted me our utility is warned us that uh, there's a power outage uh, and when it's likely to come back on. And that came 45 minutes after the power was back on. So <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> nice system. Needs a little more work. Just a tweak, I guess. Another algorithm failed. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, communications, I th- thought you might find this interesting, um, at least mildly. 
So uh, I got a band, and we we write songs, and we make uh, you know what do you albums? Is the old word, you know. You used to put them together in a package, kids, and people would buy like a dozen songs at once. What? I know. Why would you buy a song? I actually love albums. Anyway. Why would um, you buy a song? Wow, uh, right. When you could stream it and the person who wrote it and recorded it could get uh, one one millionth of a cent every time. Actually, that there was a, a big uh, to-do over the weekend that Apple is beating verbally uh, tongue-lashing Spotify among others, for trying to lower even further how much musicians make for their musicking. Um, and that was nice. That was cool. Um, it's funny because Apple's gotten beat up for that, but apparently now they're the boutique. The generous. The generous one, yeah, which is crazy. But And we could talk more about that. The leveling off of like media, um, they call it the democratization of media. Now anybody can be a publisher. Sure. Uh, and or uh, distribute their music worldwide. Broadcaster? Right. A bro- yeah, good point. Yeah, please. Um, you own a computer, you now have a radio show. Like like virtually anything else under the sun, there are aspects of it that are really good and aspects of it that are really bad or just, you know, it is what it is stuff. A lot of crap to wade through, but a lot of more talent out there than anybody would have right. ever guessed. So speaking of crap, back to my band. Um, <laughs> we uh, uh, No, actually, I'm really happy. We're recording an album, and I'm super crazy happy with how the songs are coming along. But And I, I want to be vague on this because I haven't talked to the person involved specifically about... Um, whether uh, she, it's a she, uh, you know, if it's cool to talk about. But we needed a particular skill for the album, and uh, the person who used to do that with us uh, can't do it anymore uh, for various reasons. Um, not like <laughs> lost, or won't. lost his hands or anything, but no, he's just he, he travels the world for his job, and he's never available, so that's just not going to happen. And I thought, you know who's playing I Love? This person who is with a very big musical act, um, known worldwide. Cool. And I thought, what the heck? And I figured out how to get in touch with this person and said, "Hey, would you play on our album?" And they said, "Yeah." Well, wow. um, which has to have something to do with the economics of the music business right now. Um, but it had never occurred to me that that's even possible. And so now I'm running through, let's see, Tom Petty's dead. I wonder how busy the heartbreakers are. I'm thinking about, I wonder, you know, all sorts of my favorite band. I'm an old 97s freak. I wonder if I could get the guy who sings the harmonies for the old 97s. Hey, you want to come to this, or just uh, I'll, I'll zap the tracks to you. Probably, you zap them back with the harmonies on it. I'll, I'll give you a few bucks. I'll give you a little walking around money. Yeah, it's probably completely a personal decision. You no just need either for Uncle like, Sam to get involved. I'll send you cash. You're just either this sort of person or at a time in your life where you're sure. I got the time. Right. I don't mind. Right. Or, or you won't. I mean, uh, some actor from last week, Sean, was talking about who gets contacted by people like that all the time. Really famous actor mm-hmm. in movies, like real stuff all the time. Says, mm. yeah, I'll be in that for nothing just because I like acting and like to help you out. Yeah. You know so, what? I know some independent filmmakers who've, who've benefited from that sort of thing. And, and you know, yeah, I, I think about it. You know, if I would do it, wouldn't you do it? I mean, if I had any skill to offer anybody. <laughs> earlier, earlier in our career, hey, dude, would you come over and voice my uh, whatever? You be the narrator, and then our hero looked deep into his own heart and decided, you know, I'll give you sure, hundred. I'll give you hundred and fifty bucks. I'd think, yeah, I'll just do it for the hell of it. But yeah, and so I thought that was kind of cool. Turns out they're a really nice person too. But of course, you know, most musicians are. About a third crazy and two thirds really nice, but so I'll tell you how that comes out and if it's okay to talk about it. But there is so it's 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 both um, 
I don't know what it is, but it, there is so much good music in the world. All right, it's Ringo Starr. Ringo is going to play on our album. Oh, cool. Yeah. No. But not the drums. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's going to play the kazoo, unfortunately. <laughs> and, uh, well, I feel like I've already committed to it. So My mom got my son, so Grandma got Henry a harmonica. Yes. It's part of for Sam's birthday. But anyway... He was playing a harmonica the other day, attempting to, but mm-hmm. one of the great things about the harmonica, if I get the key right playing the guitar, mm. everything sounds fine. Yep. <laughs> and if you suck when you should have blown, you just switch. Yeah. That sounds like you did it on purpose. Anyway, I was playing the guitar, and he was playing the harmonica, too. It wasn't one of the most satisfying things I've ever done in my whole life. I'll tell you what, making music with people is this, if you've never done it, it's hard to explain, but it's this connection. It's just fantastic. And with your boy, that's great. It was awesome. That's nice. That's nice. You got him a kazoo yet? I think they've had kazoos, yeah. Mm, that's fine. That's even quicker to learn than the harmonica. <laughs> Get him a tuba. Get him a tuba. There I used to go. play the tuba, Michael. You know that? I didn't know that. I won awards. Hell yeah. And <laughs> you want to talk about a lonely uh, place on top of the mountain? Be an award-winning tubist. Nobody cares. Nobody wants you. You know, we were talking about, uh, hey, would you mind playing on the... Nobody ever asked me that. <laughs> You know, we should get his Joe Getty. I hear he's really great at it. I don't want a tuba on my song. He can honk on that thing like crazy. (laughs) We don't, uh, yeah, we don't play a lot of oompa music. So the... New Orleans has good tuba. I should have gone there. I was a fool not to go to Nolens. Actually, yeah, that would have been a pretty good idea. Young boy with a tuba? Please, that white boy could play, they'd say. You could have hooked up with a band and been a life changer. Only place on earth. (laughs) Didn't even think of it. So I'm not trying to get back to this topic. I just find this part to be dumb. So the national rugby team, one of the rugby's big in New Zealand, pro sports, and yeah. the Crusaders are going to change their name okay. after public pressure. All right. All right. See, this is the sort of, sort of stupidity that, uh, that irks me. I'm irked. You know, it. one of the big uh, narratives on the... Idiot, idiot, idiot cable news these days is uh, President Trump's uh, contribution to the uh, the killing and CNN and MSNBC are going wall to wall that his rhetoric caused. This. We're going to talk mean, about just... that at some point on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but they keep going to the word invasion. The president has used the word invasion. Is this is that's not part of what uh, Howard Kurtz talks about, is it? Because we were thinking of doing that later. Um and they're making a big deal of it. And and look, if you want to talk about that in a serious way, we can talk about it someday. But by that logic, you know, DJs of the 1960s caused this, talking about the British invasion. And there weren't mass killings of Beatles. Second Beatles reference in one segment. That's the record. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know. This stuff is serious and important. And I'd rather, I wish we could have some sort of application for if you get to talk about this or not. you got to prove that you're not going to just have a be license. an idiot. You have to have a license to talk about mass shootings because right. you're not going to handle them right. It's too that, important. I like. Yeah, you're right. And, it is too important. You're whipping people up or making them even more angry or angry at the wrong or stuff. Getting or getting people killed by creating more of these people. Right, exactly. Yeah, so as a First Amendment freak, this seems a little odd for me. But, but you yes, need to have a license to a, talk about this topic. A, a long, like, see, you got to tell you, it's like becoming uh, in your blue states. You have to be a landed white male. No, that's not what, what? you're thinking of? No. It's like uh, you have to, the, 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 all the classes you have to take in order to braid hair. You've got to take six months of cosmetology classes to braid hair. 
Well, I'm calling for a six-month process of licensing to talk about mass shootings. Hey, when are they, when were the, will those Boeing planes start flying again? How long are they going to be on the ground, and how much is that messing up air travel? I don't even know the Well, it's killing this. Boeing stock. Um, but what's it doing? Uh, if you're if I'm Southwest, how many of their planes were those, and they can't fly them anymore? Uh, Do they have enough backup planes, or are they stuffing people two to one in the seats? <laughs> what are they doing oh, to keep up? We got to weigh each. The light one sits on a heavy one's lap. Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> or you want to get at least a B and A or a B or a C and not a D E F or G because then you sit on somebody's lap. Of course, maybe you'd rather sit on top than yeah, on the wait bottom. Wait a minute. What if you're an A? You got you know some big old boy sitting on you. <laughs> Sorry, the plane's full. I gotta sit here. <laughs> oh no! But I don't understand how they just they, they you don't keep a bunch of backup working jets around. They're having you? to rearrange stuff. I know. I honestly I don't know how that's going. Yeah. Interesting. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.